Hello, my loves. This is Lior Alexandra. Welcome to the Inner Worlds Podcast, a place where we explore the microcosm of ourselves, of one another, of the whole universe, a journey inward through thought, idea, and wonder. Hello, my loves. It is I, your host, Lior Alexandra. It is 9.30 p.m. Thursday. I'm in Los Angeles, and I just feel like getting on here and talking about aliens. Because, listen, I've been doing it again. I've been taking the podcast too seriously again. And when I take things too seriously... And I become all perfectionist about them. And I'm like, oh, I have to give all this value or else I'm creating content for no reason. And I keep forgetting that I literally started this podcast so that I could just create content for no reason, which is just like me just talking about whatever I feel like talking about and not worrying so much if I've given so much value because I just want to share my thoughts about things that are interesting to me and that I have going on and things that are happening in the world and not so much like here. These are the three things that will change your life today. Today, I just want to talk about aliens because there is a very important reason why I'll explain why. And I'm going to talk to you about what's going on in the world with aliens and my experience with aliens, but I need you to be very patient with me today because I have been experiencing such massive brain fog since the eclipse, since the total blood flower full super moon total eclipse, you know, that really long one. My brain fog has been crazy and I'm doing what I can. I'm working on my hormones. I'm allowing myself to sleep. I've been sleeping literally nine hours a night and then having a two to three hour nap in the daytime. I've always been a very sleepy person my entire life. Yes, even before I went vegan, because I know that some people point fingers to that, but I was always super sleepy. And my intuition these days at my current place in my life is that it does have something to do with my purpose in this world. It does have something to do with my um, interests and what I'm supposed to bring to this reality. I think I am supposed to bring a lot of information about sleep and dreams. And that's why I experience so much of it and need so much of it. I'm also of the belief that super psychic people, intuitives and empaths, there's several reasons why we might be sleepier. Um, some of the, those reasons might be that we are doing a lot of work in the astral realm. Other reasons might be that we just take too many things on because we're like a sponge and, you know, maybe our energy is seeping out of us. So sleep is a way to protect ourselves and to refresh ourselves and to process everything that we've been taking on. All of these things resonate for me. I'm curious if any of that resonates for you. But yeah, so I have crazy brain fog right now. So please be patient with me if I'm not making the most linear sense because my brain is just kind of flowy right now. You know what I mean? You know what I mean?
why do I want to talk to you about aliens right now? If you're not familiar with my ET contact experiences, I do have a couple of videos out on YouTube that I shared in that year, the year that everything started happening for me in a, in a very real way. And you can kind of get the background over there because I've been an alien experiencer visitations my entire life. I used to actually go to therapy when I was a little girl because I was terrified of aliens and my parents didn't understand what the hell was wrong with me, right? What is this girl so afraid of? What what are what is she talking about? I was fully traumatized. I couldn't sleep. It was really really bad and you know, looking back, that all makes sense, right? I've been an experiencer my entire life. You might know that because of my fear, I actually never watched alien movies or any content about aliens. So until 2019, when these things started to happen to me, and then that's when I started allowing myself to watch things and read things so that I can get a little bit of context on what was happening to me, what was going on with me. Um, But before that, I stayed away from all those types of movies and anything scary, really, and really tried to guard my mental health as much as I could. Um, So the reason why I want to start sharing my experiences again now and kind of giving you an update on where I'm at with it. I'm also I took some questions on Twitter that I'm going to answer about my experiences with aliens and just about aliens in general. Um, I'm going to answer them because I got some really, really good questions. But first, I want to talk about why I'm bringing aliens up again now. You know, I always mention it on the channel, but I haven't really done an in-depth video about it in quite a bit. And that is because of this. So in 2017, there were three videos that were leaked to the New York Times by someone in the Navy that showed three objects traveling at very high speeds at a lower altitude from a naval aircraft. You can see these videos now. They were um, shared to the official Navy government website. You just search UFO there and you can find them and you can find them there. I've done this myself. I saw the videos there. They look like they were recorded on a potato, but they are there nonetheless. In the past few years, There's been many groups that have pushed the Pentagon to speak about the existence of these videos. Like, are they real? What's going on? Right. And the Pentagon did finally come out, I think, very recently, probably in the past year to say, yes, these objects are real. We don't know what they are. They call them unidentified aerial phenomena. Okay. And now last year, they created a task force. The Navy created a task force to investigate these unidentified aerial phenomenon, previously known as UFO or unidentified foreign flying object, flying object, I believe. Whether they're actually doing anything to really look into this phenomenon or not is unclear. Of course, we have no way of knowing there's so much that's kept from us, right? But recently, one of the pilots that took uh, one of these videos, one of the Navy pilots went on 60 Minutes and talked about his experience and what he saw publicly. And he said that the, that the aircrafts are 100% real and that they appear in our airspace on a daily basis. Now, this in particular, precisely is why I want to talk about this right now. Because last December, 
part of the COVID emergency relief packet that was meant to deal with economic problems, it had a, a, a portion of it, an aspect of it that urged the Pentagon. And I guess the Pentagon must do this. They must release a report on all the information it has on any UFOs, on any unidentified objects, on any aerial phenomena. And they needed to report to Congress within 180 days from when this emergency relief package was announced, right? So that time is coming up. So we are very likely to receive some important information on the existence of UFOs, on what these aircrafts are um, very, very soon. So I wanted to just explain my own experience with these things. No, I clearly have no credibility, right? I'm not a scientist. I don't work for the government. I do have people in my life who um, are very, I guess I shouldn't say exactly. I have people in my life that are privy to information that is classified and have verified a lot of the things that people like Bob Lazar have said. Um, that have seen these things with their own eyes. So I know that on a government and scientific level, I know that the government knows a lot. From my understanding, they've known. This is not new. This is possibly decades, if not centuries old information uh, that we've been working, that the government, that the US government and some other foreign governments have had knowledge of these UFOs and what they're here to do and what they're doing and, and even work with them. So that's on that side. My side, my experience is really as somebody who's an experiencer. And I know that that makes me somebody that's not credible. I recognize that anybody that shares information about abductions and things that have happened to them with entities that might not be of this earth that might not be human or fully human, they are immediately seen as not credible. I am aware of that, which is why I have not led with that information. I sneak it in here and there because I don't want to be the alien girl. I don't want to be that crazy person and to be completely honest with you, when I hear other people talk about their stories with aliens and ETs and, air, and craft and stuff, I usually think that they're crazy. Even though I, I have all the love in the world for them, I'm still like, um, that sounds very far out. That sounds very far-fetched. There's um, Cosmic Disclosure on Gaia TV. A lot of the stories that I hear on there, some of them resonate for sure. Some of them are just like, okay, I always, I roll my eyes at them. But the second that somebody shares a story that sounds similar to my experience, then I'm like, oh, okay, this is legit. I want to know more about this person. And that's me. That's my confirmation bias, right? I need to be more open-minded and recognize that other people are going to have other experiences with aliens. I've been very wary of certain people who claim to be a part of the Galactic Federation and things like that, because I myself have not experienced that aspect of it. So please understand 
that the only thing I can really believe in is what I've experienced myself. And the only thing I can share is really what I've experienced myself and what I know on different levels of my being on myself by myself and recognize that I am also a skeptic. And when I do hear these stories, the first thing I think of is, um, hmm, are you sure? But I shouldn't be that way. And I should just believe people and be open to the fact that some people will have much more conscious and aware experiences with these entities than I have. Because the truth is, in the majority of my situations with aliens or ETs or other ultra-dimensional, interdimensional beings have been in either altered states of consciousness or in the theta brainwave state, meaning that I was on the brink of falling asleep, either intentionally or unintentionally. I don't think that that is a coincidence. I genuinely do believe that that is um, by design. I believe that we are able to see things that we can't see when we are conscious and aware and, and fully awake. Um, We can't see into other dimensions. And I do believe that in altered states of consciousness, we can see into these other dimensions. And when somebody is under an entheogen like ayahuasca or mushrooms, and they see the same thing that other people see. I mean, the only explanation to me is that we're, we're being shown a world that we normally don't have access to. So Take from this what you may understand that I am totally aware that I will be written off and discounted as a crazy person. But nonetheless, these are things that I have experienced. And whether that means that I am insane and that I hallucinated all this and that I'm losing my mind slowly, I guess time will tell, right? But I mean, if you're familiar with me, familiar with my content, you know that I am a very lucid person. I have my life completely under, you know, I, I live a very functional life. I'm very successful. I have successful relationships, family relationships, friend relationship, working relationship, romantic relationships. I'm not lacking in any of those areas. I'm healthy. I'm a sound mind and body and I can carry a conversation lucidly and I'm here with you. I'm here, Right. It's so, so cringy to have to kind of like defend my sanity and defend my, my mind. But how else do you gain credibility in this, in this very contentious topic where it's like, you kind of had to be there to believe it, right? I can't show you what I, I, I can't. And why can't I show you? Why do we have these crappy videos of UFOs that look like they were taken on a potato. Why? Well, I don't know how they are ever recorded. My belief is that when they are recorded, it's, it's on purpose. And I would go as far as to say that most of the, the physical evidence that we have of ETs, such as these videos that the Navy has released, that the Pentagon has released, I would go as far as to say that they're not real, that they are manufactured. I would go as far as to say that, that it's part of a bigger plan because these ETs, they are interdimensional. So the reason why you can see them in altered states of consciousness is because you enter other states, other dimensions, other states of reality. And so that's where they exist. 
that means that they can make themselves three-dimensional. They can show themselves to you, okay, in certain times when they want to. To think that they show themselves only in times where the Navy can record them in super low-quality film, I just don't know about that. On one hand, I'd like to think that it's real and that there's no nefarious agenda here to distract us from something bigger or to, you know, push some sort of legislature to protect us from these unidentified, unknown beings, right? I'd like to think that there's no malevolent reason for this, but I don't know. I just don't. I, I know that they are able to show themselves when and where they want. And so they wouldn't be caught by accident. That just wouldn't happen. So if those are real UFO, real captured videos of UFOs, then rest assured that those UFOs wanted to be seen. Those ETs wanted to be recorded, perhaps to start a conversation. Okay, perhaps to force some disclosure. Why there's no disclosure? You know, I think that I think that Hollywood has been disclosing this matter for us for for decades. And I think that they've also been showing us the reason why it hasn't been disclosed. And that's because of mass hysteria and mass panic and what, what it will do to our religious systems and our social institutions and our governments and you know, humanity is not the most mentally stable creature, right? The human being is not the most mentally stable creature. And we have an absurd amount of power over this planet and over each other. So maybe it's to protect us. Maybe there's some sort of intergalactic agreement that earth is just not ready to learn about this. But then there are some people and there are many people who have experienced the things that I have experienced that know that these things are real. I have been in a ship, in a rainbow light ship. It looked like a, like a ship made out of a neon rainbow sign. And I was just lying on my side and I couldn't really look around much. But I felt the energy and I was definitely in another dimension. I had somehow woken up into it. I was awake. I was conscious. I was lucid but I was not able to move. I didn't feel scared or anything. It just felt other. It felt different. Now we're getting into, uh, we're getting into my experiences, my visitations, my conscious visitations started at the end of December, 2018, early January, 2019. But I would go on to learn that I've been visited and I've been part of different ET agendas my entire life. So that's a thing. I've been scooped out of my bed by some sort of reptilian maternal being. It felt very benevolent. It felt loving. It was there for me. It carried me lovingly. I was in no, no danger at all, but I lost consciousness and I don't know where that led to. Um, I have memories that are returning to me, memories of literally walking out almost like in a movie a movie that I've never seen, honestly, but it feels like this would be almost a movie. Walking out of these tubular standing beds where the doors mechanically open and smoke or or nitrous or something like that comes out and there's alarms blaring 
there are alarms blaring and I'm suddenly running with hundreds of other people and we're all running towards something or away from something. But I'm very familiar with the landscape. I know where I am and I know where I'm going. I've had memories come back to me like that. None of my memories give us anything, really give us any details. I just know that there are things that are other and that we don't only live in this one physical reality. As a community of experiencers, most of us know that we are being experimented on in one way or another, but it's not against our will. I know that a lot of people are afraid of that. On some level of consciousness, we did agree to this. And it does have something to do with the betterment of humanity. With saving, I know that sounds so theatrical, but with saving humanity or with perhaps bettering it in one way or another. I myself am a part of a hybridization program, which means I am um, a part of a program that creates human ET hybrid offspring. And these are meant to protect our civilization from becoming these sexless, genderless, gray blobs that have no emotions really. And when I first heard about this and first learned about all this, none of it resonated really. It did on a soul level. I was like, oh, that feels right. But like, how are we actually going to get there? And is that actually going to happen in my lifetime? Truly seeing the way that society is progressing, how fast things are changing and kind of the social agendas that are being pushed forward. It's interesting to me because I can see that happening more and more. I have gotten messages that we are the humanity as a species is at a crossroads, is at a fork in the roads. That's what it, we're at a fork in the road where we kind of have to decide whether we're going to choose spiritual evolution or technological evolution. I'm personally of the belief that we can find a way to use spiritual evolution and technological evolution and, you know, bring those together hand in hand. And make sure that technology doesn't take over and that's not everything. But it does look like we are, as a society, choosing technological evolution. And the thing is, that's why we have to all become spiritually awakened because we don't want to go down that path. That's not the path for the betterment of mankind. It's not the path for the existence of our species. Our species will die out if we choose simply technological evolution. We will lose ourselves to AI. This is something that AI developers have been warning us about for years. If you're not familiar with the singularity, it's basically in 2050 when AI developers and scientists and researchers do believe AI will take over. It's not even a joke anymore. They're warning us of this. Elon Musk has warned us of this. They're genuinely afraid of this happening. Um, so ETs and UFOs are interdimensional. They're ultra dimensional. They can come in and out of the third density at will. And that's why some of us see them in different states of consciousness. They don't just exist in other dimensions. They also exist on earth already. Some living amongst us, some living in inner earth, some living in our solar system and it would be very likely that that is the reason why we have not been able to find 
evidence of them and that is because they exist in a different density and we just don't have the technology to pick up on them and you have to understand that this is a complete possibility because we can't see radio waves and we couldn't see or measure radio waves until we had the the technology to pick up on that and other sorts of energies and waves that we simply can't see wavelengths that we can't see that we can't measure because we don't have until we have the right technology to pick up on those. So can you consider for a moment that we just have simply not yet discovered or created the right technology to be able to see these things that exist in other layers of reality and other densities and in other dimensions? Is that a possibility? (laughs) I know how crazy it all sounds. I know, but you know what? I got to put this out there because when, when, and if we do get disclosure, I do want my record to be, I want to be on the record for saying this. That would be really cool. So I want to tell you guys about my last, my most recent experience with ETs, with other dimensional beings. It was towards the beginning of quarantine. I was practicing shamanic journey. Now this is a totally sober, conscious and aware method of attaining an an altered state of consciousness where you are traveling without your body, but with your mind. And so I was following instructions from this practitioner and I was right here in my office on the floor and I set an intention to get some information on some of the experiences I've had recently and to have an experience. I really wanted to have one. I'd had one a couple of days earlier that didn't feel so ET, but it did feel very ultra dimensional. I'll talk about that another time. This was very, very ET. However, I laid down and I put a pillow over my eyes and I start to listen to a tape of drums, of shamanic tribal drums. And I get very relaxed and I'm totally conscious and totally aware. And suddenly I'm going to try my best to remember exactly how this happened. Something is pushing me on my side. Now, whether this is my physical body, my astral body, whatever body it is, I can't tell you, but all I can tell you is that it felt physical. And suddenly I knew that I was under, that I was being contacted and that I was in the presence of ultra dimensional beings and I didn't want to move. It had taken me a year and a half to get to a point where this kind of thing happens and I don't hyperventilate from fear and that I don't try desperately to scream and get out of the experience. I'd finally become brave enough to allow the experience to happen and to be conscious and aware while it happens. So somebody moved me to my side. My eyes are closed. I still have this pillow on my eyes. I'm on my side. And then I suddenly feel myself being lifted up in the air, transported up. And I'm going up, 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 up. And then I stop. And then I'm transported onto a bed. Okay. I moved onto my back, onto a bed. I couldn't see anything, but I could tell you that it felt like I was in some sort of, really in this, I know how theatrical it sounds, but it felt like a metallic room. 
a room full of metal, full of machinery, but also full of something other, something that I can't quite pinpoint, an energy, a buzzing type of energy. And it felt good. It felt positive. It didn't feel negative. Okay. And this being, these, there were beings around me and they were talking to me telepathically. I don't remember the whole conversation, but mostly I was told that they're going to do something to me. And suddenly I was pushed up into an upward position and I was sitting and something was being done to my back. Something was being done to my back. It took only a couple of moments. And then somebody asked me, how does that feel? I didn't really have a problem with my back before, but I like moved my back around and I'm like feeling it. I'm like, oh, I feel great. So I was like, oh, that feels much better. I don't know why I said that feels much better. I don't think I was in pain before, but they basically were like good. And then they kind of leaned me back down, put me back on this transportational device, took me all the way down, brought me back to my office here. And I got up and I woke, woke up out of this experience take from that what you will. I know that if I would hear somebody else talking about this, I probably would be very, very discerning as well. I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm asking you to be discerning and I'm just sharing my experience. These things happen to me and these things happen to a lot of other people. And yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. And now I'm going to try to answer some of the questions that you guys left me on my Twitter And sorry if I sound a little down, I'm not. I'm very like content, happy, ready to go to bed after this, take off my makeup. Um, I recorded all day, so I'm very excited. So I'm just in a brain fog place. So just understand that I'm just very chill. Also, you guys don't really know me late at night. You know my energy during the day. That's, I never thought about that actually. After about 4 or 5 p.m., I'm very, very mellow very mellow, but I'm, I'm definitely a morning person, super diurnal. Okay. So let me see. So Rania, I think that's the name. Rania asked, was I scared? When these experiences started, I was terrified. So terrified that I couldn't sleep and I had insomnia for at least eight months after until I sought out hypnotherapy, a therapist, and other sort of healing modalities. Aaron Dowdy, who is one of my best friends and was my boyfriend at the time, he'd either have to be with me or be on FaceTime with me, or I would be on FaceTime with my mom or with one of my best friends in order for me to go to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep in the dark. I slept with lights on. Um, I was definitely very scared, but I had to be initiated and to go through this fear in order to be kind of like on the forefront of all this. And I'm grateful for that. Yaolin asked, what was your first experience with ETs and how has your perspective of them changed since then? So my first experience with ETs was when I was like two years old. Um, And it was just all fear. It was so much fear because think about it. If you make this this, this agreement to be a part of this agenda, a part of this, mm, this project, And then you come into a human body and you're a child and you forgot everything. You don't know. You're going to be scared of the unknown. You're going to be scared and nobody is around you to explain to you what's happening. So I was terrified of them. I went to therapy for them. Like I told you guys, Um, my therapist thought that 
aliens were symbolic for my parents and they helped me 0%, exactly 0%. I eventually just outgrew it, um, the fear. And I wasn't able to sleep in the dark. It's actually funny that I'm telling you guys that I wasn't able to sleep in the dark after for eight months in 2019 because it was a continuation of my childhood until I was about 11 years old. I slept in light. I slept with lights on because I was so scared because I was so traumatized. So when my spiritual awakening deepened and this alien visitation happened when I was 25, 26, 26, I think it was kind of like a continuation of what had happened to me when I was a little girl. And so I had to finally work through that fear and become aware that what I'm going through isn't negative and it's actually very empowering and it's beautiful because holy crap, life isn't what we thought it was. There's so much more, right? The second one is how has your perspective on aliens changed over time from your experiences? So my perspective has changed for the better. I'm no longer afraid. I'm very open to my experiences. I have only had experience with either neutral ETs or benevolent ETs, never negative ETs. Even the reptilians that I've had experiences with have been very maternal feeling, very, very positive and benevolent. So I have not had an experience with negative entities in that sense, negative um, ETs, ultra dimensional beings, right? Um, I've also noticed that every time I really have an experience with them, they help me in some way. They give me some sort of healing or some sort of clarity. They open some aspect of my mind and I, I see them as integral for my awakening process. So that's where, that's where I've gone into with them. Um, so soul underscore underscore 22 asked, so are they good or are they just light and dark souls? We call them as aliens. Okay. So I'm going to answer because I'm not really sure about the rest of the questions. Are they good? As far as I'm aware, ETs are just like humans. There are different species. Of course, there's, I think thousands of different species of ETs, if not more. Um, and just like humans, there are good ones. There are bad ones. There are is good and bad ones there, you know, some humans can be good and bad. Some humans are neutral. It's like, it's, you know, it's whatever their agenda is. I have not had any experience with any negative ones. As I was just saying, Maj asked, can humans date, marry and have kids with reptilians? I've heard stories that they can from my own experience. I'm trying to answer and talk in this podcast solely from my own experience, because all I can tell you that's true is what I've experienced. I don't know what somebody else has experienced. So from my experience, I have no idea. Um, I do think that they, that these, the reptilians that I've had contact with are super loving and nurturing and uh, which is so strange because they have such a bad rep in the media, right. And, and on different alien groups, all talk about them being basically evil, right? We have these conspiracy theories, but it seems to me like that might actually possibly be a possibility. And if you watch Cosmic Disclosure, these are the stories I roll my eyes at, but some of the the experiencers say that they have families with some of these ETs and whole lives in other star systems with them. And of course I roll my eyes because we scorn what we do not know. And that's not something that I've experienced, but 
could be real. And I could just in a year from now be telling you my stories about my alien family on, you know, the in the Pleiades, right? <laughs> Maj also asked, do you think that there are good alien races that shape, shape shift and take human form like reptilians? Uh, yeah, I do know that some of them do shape shift. They do have that ability, which is pretty wild. But I only know that from seeing one unshape shift from something. So that was interesting. Um, can you ask the aliens questions about Earth and the universe's history? Do we come from aliens and did they manipulate our DNA? That's from Elevate Babe or Babe Elevate on Twitter. It's such a good question. So one of my goals is to be lucid enough and to be conscious enough in these experiences in order to ask questions and bring back information. Thus far, I've not had that opportunity. If I ever get the opportunity, I will happily bring that information back. In fact, I will set an intention to bring that back and to have those opportunities now. Uh, so if anybody's listening to me out there, <laughs> I'm down. Let's do this. I'm down to be an ambassador for real. Did they manipulate our DNA? There is honestly really compelling theories that do say that human DNA was at some point manipulated by higher intelligent beings. And of course, this is going to go against many of the Judeo-Christo religions. So that's a contentious uh, topic, but it's compelling. There's, there's interesting theories for sure. I can't, again, I can't pretend like I know because I wasn't there. I am not thousands or millions of years old. <coughs> Ethereal717 asked, are they here to help us? What do they tell you when you make contact with them? Can they tell who is awakened and who's not? From my experience, I do believe that they are here to help us. And I think that in turn, we are meant to help them as well. I do think that we have a synergetic um a relationship. I think we help each other. Uh, what do they tell you when you make contact with them? It's always bits and pieces of messages that don't really stay with me. And I just, I really will set my intention to start remembering what these things are. Thus far, really, I haven't gotten anything that's that's paradigm shifting that that I can bring back and be like, the aliens told me this and this is the truth about this. I haven't gotten anything like that. Um, whether they can tell whether somebody is awakened and, or not, I don't know, but it's there's a possibility. I think that there's a possibility that their uh, presence in a person's life can accelerate or cause an awakening. So that's something to think about. Sina Kim asked, what's your take on the theory that says aliens could be really advanced humans from the future who have time travel technology? That's kind of what I was talking about earlier in this episode. Um, it, there is a possibility the, the, the being the first that visited me in January, 2019 or December, 2018, um, was definitely a gray, definitely sexless, but with masculine energy, aggressive, emotionless, did not understand how to communicate with me and did not understand that it was scaring me and spoke telepathically. Once I saw that being that creature in my room, I do believe that there is a possibility that the greys are us from the future, trying to save us from ending up that way, which is an interesting theory. Again, 
from my own experience. Yeah, I saw a gray. Yes, I experienced a gray. I can see that being maybe a semblance of the truth, but I can't tell you for sure until I'm made privy to the actual information. Okay, so that's all for the Q&A, for the questions that I... If you guys follow me on Twitter, I'll be asking for more questions for future episodes for sure. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it was super out there, but I just really wanted to talk about it, especially in light of the possibility of more information coming out in the next month or so. That would be very, very interesting. And I want to be there on the forefront of it. All right. I am an experiencer and experiencers who remember, remember for specific reasons. And I would go as far as to say that experiencers who remember are meant to share their experiences. And so I wanted to do that with you today. And I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, I'd love to hear from you on social media. I'd love to receive more reviews. I'm reading your reviews on iTunes, on on Apple Podcasts. It helps so much. It's so encouraging. It's so nice to hear that you guys are out there. Thank you so much for listening. As always, keep your vibrations way, way, way up. And remember to honor the universe inside of you. Bye.